Hello and welcome to Game of Moans, a podcast where we are looking back at Game of Thrones an episode at a time. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, our very own mountain, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And we are looking at Season 6, Episode 2, Home, this week. Um, okay, uh, so feels like... I, I, I'm starting to feel like a broken record here, but uh, really creepy, atmospheric opening to this. You know, a yeah. good scene as well, but... It's not exactly gripping for an opening, is it? No, it's not. And I mean, especially we haven't seen this character for over a year. True. And yeah. We, we we haven't seen him since um since he got into the uh, into the cave and met the three eyed raven. Um, and we had the uh, the comic uh, the comic stabbing. Mm. Um, we haven't seen him since. So that was the end of season four. Um, so okay, fine. They've, you know, they, they, they're reintroducing him. They're reintroducing the story. They're going to ramp it back up. Fine, no problem with that. But again. It's it's a it's a slow burn for a start of an episode, and it is. Um, given, I think where the episode goes, you you'd expect there to be a bit more tension to kick it off. Yeah, I mean, I I like the scene as it goes. Yeah. Um and and it's, I think it's really creepy. And actually, at this point, I really like this storyline. In fact, I I don't mind this storyline. Uh, right up until about another three weeks time and then it just shits the bed yeah. um but but right now where it's all creepy and stuff it, this you know it, it's showing promise um you know the, the setup for Hodel's story is is good as well you know it's intriguing you know at yeah, this point it works it's like prime opportunity to ask what he's talking about yeah um but you know at, at this point it's like hold on a minute why is he fucking talking what's yeah. going on here you know this is all good this is all working really well um but it really shits the bed in a couple of weeks' time. We'll get yeah. on to that when we get on to it. But at this point in time, I, I'm liking all this. Really creepy. Makeup's good on the whatever they called the elf woman thing. It still kind of looks like a villain yeah, from Star Trek. That's them, Children of the Forest. Yeah. They still kind of look like sort of, I don't know, bastard offspring of Klingons or something. But, there's, you know. Um, there's a, a race in Doctor Who which have similar sort of the, the shape of the top of the head is sort of similar. Uh, right. Where it's that sort of almost tree. I think they're lizards in Doctor Who, but they're no, it's, Again, it's, it's a similar colouring, it's a similar tone, um, and, so, and so it reminded me of that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those. I, I've I kind of tuned this, I certainly tuned this part of the story out because I just couldn't. Be, when I saw it first, I just couldn't be fucking bothered. It's one of those that I mean, I I wasn't that interested in the story to begin with, and then we had the big gap where we had you know, a lot of the a lot more of the intrigue, and as they were trying to build a lot of the more the characters and trying to build towards an end, which you, know, you can see coming a fucking mile off. Um, so I didn't, I didn't miss the storyline. And coming back to it now, I'm thinking, oh, right, okay, yeah, it's gonna, a yeah. couple of weeks, it's gonna go really fucking downhill. I, I, I can't say I missed it, but um, I think I forgot how much I enjoyed it first time around until we rewatch it. Like, you know, I, I said, I think way back when, when we first started going on Bran's journey with him, like, oh, I fucking hate Bran. Oh, this is boring and stuff like that. But then yeah. as we've been rewatching this stuff, you know, we had the fucking skeleton attack and all of that stuff, which was really, really cool. And now we have sort of, like I say, this sort of creepy ass guy hung up in a tree in the children of the forest. And I like all this. I like monsters and, and all that. So I, I'm, I'm enjoying all of this. I just unfortunately know where it's going to go. Yes. And... I'm going to get really annoyed by it. But, but you know, but now I'm liking it. But, yeah, Children of the Forest, for me, um, it, she kind of reminds me of, like, kind of half Klingon and half... Uh, do you remember, like, the Borg Queen from yeah. First Contact? Yeah. It, it, that's, that's the kind of vibe I get from it. But, anyway, it uh, looks really good. So, yeah. fine with all of this. Um, then 
we're we're over to King's Landing. Uh, not King's Landing, so we're over to the wall first, aren't we? Yeah. Um and, and for a dead man, I've got to say, for a dead man, Jon Snow gets an awful lot of screen time, doesn't he? Um, well he, he does. And I think this, again this is key to it because it's his fucking story. Yeah, and, and yeah, and you know, he's clearly going to be revived. Like we wouldn't be spending this much time looking at his corpse. No, I mean if you think if of the people didn't who died something. thus far, if you think of yeah. Robert died, Ned died, Rob died, Joffrey died. Uh no, we've had all these people get no get who just fucking peg it. They get five minutes and that's it. Yeah. So, um, no, we've, we've had two we've had two full, no, two episodes of John. And no, don't get me wrong, it must be quite fucking difficult to lie there and not move. Um but yeah we get we get that and then um, again, I'm reminded of the um, the, the book that we um, we looked at before Christmas, um, and so the, the the amount of scrutiny that this storyline got up until this point, because think he can't be dead. Of course, he's not dead. He's John Snow. How can he be dead? Well, he is fucking dead. Even to the point where you know he's slightly going a little bit grey, and you can imagine there's a little bit of a stink in the room starting to kick up. I'm surprised yeah. the Ghost doesn't try to eat him yet. Yeah, uh, they are doing a good job of just yeah selling that he's dead. But as as I mentioned last week, it's kind of like. Guys, we know you're fooling nobody. Well, this this is it. Like... The, whole, the whole thing, and I think I said it last week, um, and Torman said it as soon as he arrived today. Is like, I'll get the boys to get some wood. Yeah. Because dead body, you burn the cunt. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's the entire fucking story. And if you're not doing that, there's got to be a reason for it. You don't want him to wake up as a white. So the, the other story, the other reason must be that actually he's gonna they're gonna revive him. Definitely. So yeah, as as I've mentioned on the show before, I had money riding on that fact. And, oh yeah, it was always know, going to happen. They were they were never going to kill him. No, I I had actual money riding on it. I'm still owed it. Um, but name and shame. Uh, you know him. Um, <laughs> you you know who owes me the money. Um, I doubt he listens, but Probably you know uh, I may break his legs in the near future if he doesn't pay me, um, or try anyway. Uh, they, the wood they picked up. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, so you, I mean, you mentioned there though. With one of the things I, I mean, I, I, I love this this entire sequence here. But one of the things I'm really enjoying about John being dead um, is we're seeing an awful lot of ghost. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of ghosts last week, a lot of ghosts this week. And as I've said many times on the show before, any time we get the Direwolves, ghosts especially, I'm all in. I fucking love them. I wish we saw them more. Yeah. Um, so it's good to spend some time with ghosts. Um, this scene then, this siege really is is what it is, like a mini yeah. siege, um, is just perfectly executed. What a fantastic scene this is. Yeah. Um, you know, we get we get the sound of the giant banging on the door yeah. And then we just get silence and, and we're allowed to think, what the fuck was that before yeah. all hell breaks loose? Um, very, very well done. Um, and, and just narratively as well, I think it speaks volumes uh, for, for John's character. And, you know, we, we mentioned this last season and the season before, in fact, as well as he was growing into his role. Yeah. It speaks volumes for the character that the wildlings show up for him. Yeah, they come you back. Know, yeah, you know, he, he may be gone. Um, but you know the truce that he's he's formed with them essentially is is outliving him now. Yeah, so it's that's it. volumes I mean, for who he is and what he's done. Yeah, and, and that's the, I mean it's for all all we've had and so from from season one from from the no the very first couple of episodes where they start talking about wildlings and north of the wall and how oh, savage and all the rest of it. That, no, there's always been an honor amongst them which you don't get no. No, with the Night's Watch, they talk about honor, they talk about their oaths and all this that and the other. But actually, they're a bunch of fucking duplicitous cunts. Yeah, and you you get the wildlings by comparison. Where if they say they're going to kill you, they're going to kill you. But they'll stand, in, they'll do it to your face. They'll stand there and fucking stab you in the heart, and you'll watch them do it. But if they owe you, they'll re- no, they no, they are the proper Lannisters. They'll repay their debts. 
they'll come back. Yeah. It's about okay, we know. Yes, you gave us you gave us safe passage. You said you would. You could have tricked us. You could have led us into an ambush and fucking hacked us all to pieces as we came through that tunnel or whatever. You didn't do that. You get you, know, you gave us a fighting chance. You let us you let us live, and we owe you for that. So here we are. Now that shit's hit the fan. Okay, you might be dead, but you're still, you're still the best of them. So we're going to fucking avenge you, and we you know we're going to make sure that the people who did that to you, the people who took over, you know, who realistically probably not going to start hunting us down, they don't get the chance because they fucked you over. Yeah, and, uh, anyway, there's a, there's a very big realization I think that, and it, I don't think it's ever spoken, but there's there seems to be a very big thing um, with certainly with Tormund that this sort of you know, burgeoning respect, this sort of begrudging respect he had for John, all of a sudden is out the window. It's like he's fucking one of us. No, yeah, I, I, I don't care what color he's wearing, he's one of us. Yeah, definitely. You know, they 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 are all showing up to pay respects. Uh, yeah. Essentially, like they've heard that he's dead, so they all show up. I I think it's great. Um, and you know, and and they come in force because they know they have to. They're not going to be let in. But yeah. he, as you say, he's one of them. They want to pay their respects. Also, you know, they, somehow they know they know what's going on. So they're like, well, no, we're we're showing up. We're yeah. you know, he, he's one of us. We're gonna we're gonna get his body, and he, he's gonna get the send off he deserves, and everybody involved. Is uh, is going to be let out of the room? Basically, we've got their back, so yeah. it's it's good. It's really really yeah. good stuff. Um, so yeah, that that's a great sequence. There, really really enjoyed that. Then we then we're over to King's Landing, and we start with with a very short sort of one two punch sequence, which I just love. Um, yeah. I don't I don't the setup is you know I mean this the, these two scenes are completely pointless, and and the setup actually I was starting to think oh because I'd forgotten this happened. I was starting to think oh my yeah. god, where are we going with this? We've got the guy who jumped out in front of Cersei last season. You know, telling how he was waving his cock about, and I'm just like, this is just the kind of bawdy shit that this show yeah. throws in every now and again. I just don't need it and don't want it. Well, that, then... that was my thinking as well, because I mean, we and we've had, we've had this, and it, it seemed to die down a bit. We, so we we go through phases of it. They'll they'll really throw it out there, and then all of a sudden they'll go, oh no, yeah, we don't really need that. Let's 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 wind it back, and then every you no, know, they get to probably oh shit, right, we're bored now. We'll do it again, and that's where I thought this was going. And I was so thinking, did I. I was thinking, oh fuck, right, okay, here we go. Because I'd forgotten about this this particular branch of the story. Um, so yeah, we you know we get that, and you know he's he, and it's a bit like the um, the guys we you know we've seen them everywhere. You know, we've seen them in Marine where um, Varys and Tyrion are walking around. There are people talking to crowds, and they you know they're talking themselves up, or they're doing this. To, we've not seen anyone as bored as this. And we had the um, the red um, the red priest last week. Talking about the Lord of Light, and we, we've we, they've built this as a thing where people do gather, and yeah. there's always some cunt who wants to run his mouth about yeah. something or other. Yeah. So I thought it was going to be more of that, and then it just completely took me by surprise. So me too, and made me like laugh out loud. Like I, I, I'm not, you know, it's not funny. It's fucking, it, it's a gruesome death, but it just came out of nowhere and was so unexpected, and does so much to sell. The, just the mountain at this yeah. point you know it's been a, it's been a long time since we've properly seen him in action and obviously he's you know well that's it again but, we didn't really see him last season did we no yeah we saw him right at the end and he's back from the grave now as well so we're assuming yeah. that he's now some sort of fucking well, super soldier well, well, and, well, that's yeah. it. i mean there's a whole frankenstein thing that was sort of alluded to but never really uh never yeah. really sort of sold down on the one thing i, I did want to say actually as well it's quite funny because you got that death but immediately before that in the scene in, at castle black with the giant Somebody, somebody yes. actually fires an arrow into his back, and he, and he whips him into on the him. wall. Yeah, and you, get, you, know, you get the blood splatter, and then the trail along the floor. Like, yeah, I thought that was really nice. It was stuff. They didn't need to do that, no, but again, um, it's just selling. And I think it goes to. Show, I mean, at this point, I mean, we've talked about budgets and stuff before. Now it's a big show. It's a big money show. But in the early seasons, as as we sort of talked about in the book, they really didn't have the money to do that shit. So all of a sudden, they were right. We've got loads of money now. 
they you know they're going to pay us whatever we need for these episodes. So let's go. No, let's go to town. Let's make what we want to make, rather than say, no, we have to, have to cut this or we can't do this. We can't do that. So the fact that you get this gratuitous, um, he slams a guy against the wall and then flings him across the floor, and you just get this this trail of blood glistening on the floor. Completely pointless, but yes. it's just, again, it's the attention to detail they haven't always been able to do. And, and we talked about fucking it. Before. Cool. It, it does, and like, we've talked about it before, whereby we've. And as we've had to sort of climb down a little bit, we have been sometimes a little bit harsh on the production um, yeah. of the show. Um, but you know, things like that look good. And same when you get the uh, the mountain kills the guy in the in the in the alley when he's taking a piss. Again, it's just so innocuous. He shoves his head against the wall, and he could let him crumple to the floor. That would be fine. But no, they leave half his brain on the wall it's just to show how fucking hard he's hit him. And it's a fantastic. Touch. Yeah, it is fantastic. I say, I say beautiful in you know, the the not literal sense because it's fucking horrific. But again, it really does it does wonders for that character. I mean, we've always been told about the mountain, how vicious he is, and all the rest of it. But we've not actually seen it thus far. No. No, no. we've seen him have a couple of fights, and like, you know, the way he kills over is pretty fucking uh, pretty, pretty grim. But you no, know, that's in a trial by combat where he has to kill the other guy or die. No, this is this. We've not seen the you know, the kid who pushed his brother's face in the fire for breaking his toy. We've not seen him slaughtering no. villages. And that's why. Which, you know, this is what this is what we've always needed from the mountains. So and now we actually yeah. get to see it a little bit. Yeah, that's what this is. This is you know you're you're disrespecting my queen, and you know he could just as easily have arrested him or just slapped him about a bit. But no, he just slams his head into the wall yeah, and makes it pop. And again, the scene is perfectly executed. Like he's he's taking the piss. You're thinking, where is this going? And you're almost expecting like Cersei or, or the Sparrows or somebody to come yeah. up and have a word with him. But then you get just enough time to go, oh, fuck, it's the mountain. And he looks yeah. up at him and they, they have just enough time to have an exchange where you're thinking, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden that he just slammed out of nowhere, just slams his head into the wall. It's yeah. perfectly executed, perfectly timed. Very, very good. Yeah. And I was thinking, um, for a big dude, he's fucking fast as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Very, very, very good. Um, so the, the episode's off to a flyer in my eyes so far other than that sort of slightly dull opening yeah we're off to a flyer um now so uh, ironically this is where i'd have, after that this is where i'd have introduced the brand stuff yeah we, we've, yes. we've got the episode off to a good start now we now we can say right okay we're gonna bring the stuff back in maybe have the first scene with, with cersei first but then let it let it run agreed i mean I'd, I'd have opened with the wildlings getting castle black but there yeah. you go um so Okay, so let's get on to the Cersei and Sparrows and Tommen of it all then. Nothing wrong with any of the scenes around here. Um, they're all, all pretty good. I do have some narrative issues, though. So, uh, first of all, we get a short scene with the mountain and, and Cersei where she's just kind of talking uh, about her, about what's going on. And then she goes to leave to see Marcella and is told yeah. that Tommen has ordered her to stay away. Now, all of a sudden, Tommen seems to have grown some balls. Where were they last season when she well, was in fucking yeah. prison? But I mean, we'll get on to that one. Well, we, we will. It. Yeah, um, they did. They did call me on that. I wrote it, and then they did. Yeah. they did call me on that in the but, next scene. Yeah, I mean, so. there, there is a nice bit here as well because I mean, we get this, and we'll we'll get a repeat of this towards the end of the season in reverse, which is really yeah. nice. Yes. Um. So. So yeah, they, there's that. Um. And then and then yeah, we get into the scene with Tom and Jamie, and and they call me on several things here because then I've written, um. So Tommen's grown some balls. Why didn't he use them to liberate her from the sparrows? But what's even weirder is why doesn't Jamie just go and fucking kill them all? Yeah. And then they address that as well. But I'm yes. not happy with the way they address it. I'll be perfectly honest, because we have the scene between Tom and Jamie and they, and they talk it out between the two of them. It's good. It's good yeah. scene between the two of them. Yeah. I like um, that. Then, then the fucking sparrow shows up. And he shows up seemingly at this point, and they call me on this again because I've written the sparrow is alone here. 
Yes. They could literally just kill him. Now, right I remember now. I remember this scene from watching the first time around because I really I really love the the interchange between uh, between Jamie and Lars um, uh, Barrett. They're great, both both fantastic actors. The problem yeah. is, like, it's just, and I've written this in bold underlined. It's just dumb as fuck. Like, yeah. it's, I mean, like, we, it's just ridiculous. Like, absolutely ridiculous. Why is Jamie even giving him the time of fucking day? Just, I, I think, I mean, the, the way the way they've tried, no, they've tried to sell it that no. Spilling blood, no, spilling blood in a church is apparently a bad thing, and, and Jamie's like, well, you know, the gods do worse, so fuck it, I don't care. Um, the thing that got me with it... And That's a great more, line, by the way. It, it is, so the gods spill more than the rest of the yeah, yeah. was absolutely brilliant. Um, so we get that, and then the fucking sparrows emerge from, uh, from all their little fucking hidey holes, and they've all now, got these you know, club fucking things. No, and that, where that, did that, they fucking come from? What is it? It is dumb as fuck. Backstairs and shit, and that, That's where they hide did... all the older boys. Yeah, but but even even when they show up, I like and again, Jamie calls Marty straight away because I've written okay. I still like his odds though, and then he literally says they don't stand a chance, and they don't. Like he could he could literally take every single one of these fuckers on, even with his one hand. I was going to say that that's I think that's his problem is that it's you know, he could, but psychologically I don't think he believes it because well, when he, he says actually, it. He says it out loud. He calls him on it. He says they I, don't I, have a chance. I, I, th- I think I th- the line is oh, I faced worse or something like that. And I think that yeah. I think that a lot of that is is, is him speaking. You know, his him speaking, trying to be sort of you know, a bit braggadocious because he know if if he if he does try and start it, there are enough of them. They could fuck him up. Um, and I th- and I th- there's a line right at the right in the middle of season eight um, where I won't say who it is, but the um, that the line is uh, you couldn't on your on your best day and your best days are behind you. You one armed cunt. Um, and I think that he, you know, that's always been his thing. Since he lost his arm, he, you know, he, do, I don't think he, even he believes he could do it. I think he, he believes he would try because because of what they did to Cersei. But I think even then, Jamie in season one would have said, "Fuck it, I'm doing it." Yeah, and I, I, think- I, I still feel like Jamie here would say, "Fuck it, I'm doing." Last week we had the line from him, you know, that it's it's fuck me and you, fuck everyone. Where's that now? This is inconsistent, and it's not very often that Jamie's character is inconsistent, mind you. But here. I feel like it is here. I feel like this is just narratively convenient. Yeah. But if the if that's well, the case, then don't bring the sparrow in at all. Yeah, just, just don't, don't address it. Just don't have it. And I think the thing yeah. is, like, we, they they double down on that because um, you get this thing of you know where you say you know we're we're nobody, but together we can topple an empire. And again, you know, the, 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 there's this sort of you know, almost a slight recall from Jamie where he's like, oh shit, okay, right. I mean, no, I may be, you know, maybe I've overplayed my hand, no pun intended, because they could do some real damage. Except last week it was fuck them all, and last season it was the fuck no, the, the, the Empire's crumbled anyway, their legacy is fucking gone. Yeah. Because um, no, they, they are the last Lannisters, the, the Baratheons, no, the kids are, no, are officially Baratheons. So it, no, the Lannisters are done anyway. There is no fucking Empire to, to, to collapse. No, it's, it's dumb as fuck. This whole storyline from day one has been ridiculous and makes no sense. And I feel like this is just the worst of the worst with it now. Like, and and, it, and it, they just double down and it gets worse because when this scene is done, we then get the scene with, with Tom and Cersei. Hmm. And it, again, good scene. Everybody's good in it. But like, he's telling her what he should have done and what he wants to do. Yeah. Well, why don't they just fucking do it now then? Well, yeah, that's like, it. Like, now you're in a position where he's grown a pair. Yeah, Cersei's they, backing him anyway. Yeah. Jamie's on his side now, yeah, and he's got the mountain. Yeah, and the King's, and the King's Guard. 
What all, is stopping him? Yeah, all of the kings got have already said, you know, they'd quite happy to stick all their fucking heads on spikes anyway. So what the fuck is stopping him just marching down there and taking his wife back? Well, the fact he's still a pusillanimous little cunt. But it just makes no sense, though, does it? Like, no, one no of these characters, if not him, one of these characters now, either Jamie or Cersei, should just look at the... They've clearly got the upper hand here. Just look at it and go, all right, enough's enough. Yeah, there's right. enough of this bullshit. Send the fuckers out. Yeah. Just get like, rid of them. They, they, they could absolutely obliterate the Sparrows right here and now. No yeah. question asked. If this was an episode of Who Wins, it would be over in like two seconds. Yeah. Like, there is no... The Sparrows aren't fighters. They're no. fucking brainwashed children. That's all they are. Like, the mountain, like, look what he just did to the guy in the street. Like, he'd literally yeah. just wander through them and just smash heads together. Yeah, just literally, <laughs> came, you know, just, just joined his skull on the wall. Yeah, just ridiculous. Just absolutely, absolutely ridiculous and so but, annoying. Yeah, but I, I, will, I will say, I, I did like the exchange between uh, Michael Castlewald and Jonathan Price. I thought that both of them handled it very well. I think, I think the, the, the material scenes, wasn't, the material was shit is the problem. I think the scenes are good. I think, you know, and I think the dialogue is fine in it. I, I just think narratively, it makes no sense. Uh, I, I think all the performances are fine. It's all good. It just it makes no narrative sense. So just let's just be done with this story, please, for fuck's yeah. sake. Um, so over to Tyrion. Uh, like, is there any need for the eunuch joke again? Like, well, this is, and they they, they kind of tried to talk it away that you no, know, he makes dwarf jokes and I make eunuch jokes. And so, yeah, I, I, no, I don't. Or no. what do you think them? Well, just don't. There's no just fucking don't need for it. Have it, yeah. Just don't have it. So that that was distasteful. That and again, it's it's done for a cheap laugh because at this point, it's a a he's making fun of a guy who doesn't have a cock, and b there's another guy in there who doesn't have a cock who yeah. could rip his fucking arms off. So they they've done it for the cheap laugh. And I think it's is it Dave Hill who wrote this one. I'm not sure. Yeah, it was Dave Hill who wrote this one. He, he did a couple. Um, but yeah, it just it seems it's a it's a frat boy joke, isn't it? It's no oh yeah. we'll rip one because he's got a little dick, or he hasn't got a dick in this case. It's oh just... you know, he's got a stammer, oh no, or he's bald. We'll just take the piss for something that's not really his fucking fault. It's just bants, isn't it? It's just busting each other's balls. And, and if they had pointless. that relationship, fine. If this was if this was over at the wall and it was members of the Night's Watch doing this. Oh, this is like, wrong. Yeah, all right. Yeah, you know, yeah, fine. But that that isn't. This is not the time, not the place. I was, was going to say. It's, I mean, the, the Tyrion you can see doing, it, and if it was with Jamie or it was with Bronn, that that would be fine. However, the problem is that it's with Varys. Who no, Varys isn't a fucking comic character. But not only Far that, they're, they're in the middle of a fucking siege. Yeah, it makes no sense. You know, um, this isn't the t- no. This isn't the time to be making you no know, dwarf and eunuch jokes. Um, we do get one of the most one of the more iconic lines of the sea- of of the whole show. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Um, yep. We get that, so that's fine. But yeah, it's just it's another one of these things. Right? Okay, this is just fucking dull. It I is dull, it. but it is the scene itself is mercifully short. Um, yes. It's also just another dull as it may be. Nobody else could have pulled it off. It's just another shining yes. example of here's some exposition. What do we do? Oh, let's just give it to Peter Dinklage. Yeah, just that, he's, and he's he's he pull it off interestingly what i did pull out of this scene and a little bit of foreshadowing here which i never picked up on the first time Mm. um he does say that dragons are more intelligent than men yeah let's remember that when we get to the end of season eight it doesn't make (laughs) that scene any less ridiculous i don't think but it does explain it like like Everybody made fun of of that scene with, with, with the dragon and the throne, and I, I'll be careful not to spoil yeah. too much. Everybody, everybody made fun of it, and we all made fun of it, saying there's no way a, a dragon could comprehend this, and and you know there were memes showing it, his thought process. But actually, 
Tyrion's just told you here the yeah. dragons are intelligent. But I mean, so, I'm sure I'm sure I've seen something from the Wonder Twins, but like, no, that's just people putting no, that's people trying to make no make sense of something they haven't understood. I I don't know, but well, I mean, I, we'll I, talk that, about that when we get to it. Yeah, but yeah, they, I, mean, I mean, it's a fair, it's a fairly on the nose reading. But I mean, for them, I, I'm sure I've read something where either either they or the director of the last episode came out and said that that wasn't the case. That's not that wasn't the intention. If, if that's not the intention, then. You really fucked it up. It, it definitely was the intention. Was. I don't. I don't think there's any other reading of that. And I think here they set that up. Yeah. Um. Maybe if they'd have just called back to it very briefly before we had that. Oh yeah. That that might have worked. Might have. Maybe. It's just that it's just that this is such a throwaway line, two seasons in advance that we've forgotten about it. But hearing it again now, first thing I did was go, ah, yeah. okay. So, I mean, tip of the hat for that. They just didn't follow through with it. Um, now, then we get on to, in all honesty, I think some of the best stuff that we have had this far in the show, the, sh- the stuff with Tyrion and the dragons is yeah. fucking gorgeous. It it's is. And absolutely they've, they've... immense. They've used those dragons, especially since they've been down in that basement. And we've seen them a couple of times, and they've used it to really convey a, a, an atmosphere and our attention. And it's never really come off because you, you're never that scared. Because uh, we know Daener- like, when Daenerys locked them up in the first place, we had them. We had the fact that they were down there, and you, know, you had them creeping about the pillars, and you had them the, the, the sort of the flames in the nostrils, and you know, just just lighting the way. All that stuff was fine. It was really atmospheric, but you know she can't burn. Yeah. You know she can't die from it. So there's no threat. And then the second time you go down there, she no, she she leaves all the masters down there, burns one of them for the fuck of it because you know it's Daenerys, and then leads them all out there again. So you don't get a chance to have any sort of reaction to it, other than oh fuck, that's gross. Yeah. Um, so this is a it's a it's really well shot. It's really well. No, I mean again, it's, it's, he's performing against fucking, fucking nothing. It's yeah, this it's is, gorgeous. This is the chops on this guy. Yeah, it's just the the whole. I mean, yeah, he's great in the scene. The scene's very tense. He, as you say, he's 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 selling it, performing against nothing. But for me. It is it is all in in the direction here. Like it's it's gorgeous. Like you get it's very very dark down there. Then you just get the glint in the eyes of the yeah. dragons. Then you see the flame just start to ball in its yeah. mouth, which is just an amazing. And look, this is all CGI. You can do whatever you want, but somebody still had to visualize that. Yeah. Um. And it's and, and somebody has got to make it. Well, don't forget. Yeah. It's it's absolutely stunning. It's perfectly paced, perfectly blocked, perfectly performed, gorgeously lit. Yeah. I just amazing. When like we've said it before, when this show gets it right, it yeah. really gets it's tense as all hell. This you know, look, we know Tyrion's not gonna die at the hands of the dragons, but it's Game of Thrones. So well, that's it. I mean, there's always that thing in the back of your mind. Nine percent sure he's not gonna die, but he could be horribly maimed. Like you just I, mean, don't I, I remember. Know. I remember at the time. I think it was. Um, I think it was between this season and the next season. There was a lot of stuff written about theories of you know because there's the whole thing of of Tyrion being um, being the imp and you know, killing his mother and all that sort of stuff. There was a lot of fan stuff going around the internet at the time um, about him potentially being um, not Tywin's and not being a Lancer. Actually, you know that that he was a. Uh, he was a Targaryen, uh, a Targaryen bastard, and that's why the dragons didn't go for him because he was kin. Um, don't know where that came from. I, obviously, I haven't, I haven't read the book, so I don't know where they've where they've plucked that from. But I remember thinking at the time that seems a bit too fucking convenient. 
It's um, also a and, hell of a stretch with all of that backstory about his mother and stuff as well. That's... Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it doesn't it didn't really make any sense. I remember reading and going, well, that's just that's just fucking no, that's just somebody reaching for something. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was that always bugged me, and it's, I'd forgotten about it until I was talking about it now. But um, the one thing that annoyed me with this scene, and I get why they did it, it's a tension breaker. But the line at the end, if I ever, you know, if I ever had a stupid idea that they get punched me in the face, that's not a Tyrion line. I can see why they've done it, but that's not a line that comes out of his mouth. It didn't bother me in the slightest. Um, but yeah, I, I guess, I guess. But yes, yeah. I see the point. I see, of, I see the point of having it, having a gag to break the tension. I, I'm fine with that. But that's no, that's the sort of thing. Again, you can hear other characters saying, but not Tyrion. It's not. It's not. I don't. It's just not enough to it. I, I don't think it's clever enough. Um, yeah, doesn't doesn't bother me at all. Bearing in mind how how tense the scene is and how terrified he is as well, I don't think it's the. I think I would have been more annoyed had he quipped. Mm. I really do. I I don't think. I think a quip would have broken the scene completely. So quite possibly. I mean, for me, it'd be better off not having anything at all. Just yes, look. If, if that's he, the case, he just, then, yeah. he just walks past him without fucking. You know, just Varys is looking at him. And he won't even fucking make eye contact with him. You no, know, he just he just walks out. That for me is a lot more effective because it conveys the fact he's probably shit himself. Um, and he just doesn't, he doesn't want to prolong the entire experience any more than he has to. He just wants to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. I, I didn't mind it at all. Um, yeah. I don't know what it was. It just didn't bothered me. me. Yeah. It didn't bother me in the slightest. Uh, I just think the entire sequence is just flawless. Um, it's, it's tense, beautiful, every, everything it should be. It's just amazing. Um, then unfortunately we have to go and spend some fucking time with blind fury um, yeah. I mean, I was, just, it, was it was short, but we get more of the fucking no name shit. Like, I thought the whole point of Blind Fury was that she was Arya Stark again now, um, and all of a sudden now she's no one again. No, she's not no one. She's fucking Arya Stark. Just oh, yeah, stop the, with the this whole, shit, will the whole you? Thing please. Is, right. I mean, you can know. Again, they're setting it up. You know, if a girl tells me her name, she can have food, she can have shelter. I'll give her a sight back, and you know, she you no. Know, at this point. She is going to know. She's bright enough to know that's a bluff. If she says she's Arya Stark, she's on her own. Yeah. And she's done. So this is like a fucking five-year-old. I'll promise you this. I'll tell you exactly what you want to hear. And I'll mean it while I'm telling you it, because I need to. And now, how the fuck does nobody see through that? I don't know. Why the fuck does... No, Chuck and I go, okay, then follow me. No, yeah. she's clearly just fucking pandering to you. Yeah, I fucking fuck this storyline, seriously. As soon as she showed up, I was like, oh, fuck off. But at least it's quick. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a quick scene. Um, it's fucking uncomfortable as well, because the, 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 in all fairness, the way she sells being twatted with that staff, it works quite well. That side of things, she, you know, she does a really good job with it. Um, but um, it's just the whole fucking story is pointless. It's pointless. As I said before, the waif has zero charisma, so she just doesn't... She, It's just it's bollocks. If Jack and Agar was doing it, and there was more Jack and Agar, I think... I wouldn't be. I wouldn't like it, but it would be better. But just the waif showing up and twatting her about with a stick is just about the most boring thing I can think of. Um, yeah, and, and, and it's I mean, just hateful. And the thing is that you think of how this story pans out and how it ends. And I was like, I'm not going to go into it too much because I'll spoil bits of this series. But the way this this whole storyline pans out, there's a real fucking a. There's a bit of an air punch moment because yes, I was right. Mm-hmm. Of course, I was fucking right. But also, you think there's been no journey. The, the, no, there's been a journey, but she's back where she fucking started. Yeah. The only difference is she spent two years in a in fucking Bravos. Uh, yeah. Just fuck off with this shit. You know, just listen, listen the sparrows now. Just, yeah, just fuck right off. That. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thankfully, though, I mean, it, that's a minor blip. We're back on track very quickly. Um, yeah. What, I, again, just as far as I'm concerned, it, the direction of this episode is it's, it's up there with the best we've had, honestly. It is because very good. Another 
just another perfectly executed scene with with Roos yeah. and Ramsey. Um, you know, we we get that side of Roos again, that more tender, caring, respectful side. You know, where we get the news that that he's had a son, but you know, he, he has the moment with Ramsey where he says, "You will always be yeah. my firstborn." Um, and it does a it, this scene does a great deal for both characters. You know, it reminds it, it us that actually Roos isn't necessarily the the cunt that he's been portrayed to be. You know, as we've well, said all along, he's he's the hero of his own story, and I think he does stick true to character, and he shows at least that he's capable of being a good father. Um, well, and it does that, and the fact that he's, he's a pragmatic leader as well. No, he he knows. I mean, you've got Ramsey being old, no headstrong cocksure. We'll no, we'll take the force, we'll take the war because it's no, it's fucking no, it's not yeah. that many of them. And he said, like, if you do that, you'll turn the fucking north against us. We can't afford to do that. The north, no, they, they might already hate us, but at least they're in line. Yeah. If you go up there and murder the Lord Commander, that's it. We're done. We're fucked. Yeah. And again, it's, it's, it's this whole thing of he knows what he's doing. You know, and in, a, no, in another life, he could have been Ned Stark. No, he, yeah. he, he, he is governing the north. He's ruling the north as, no, as best he can. Yes, okay. I mean, he starts... Like, Certainly, his governorship. He starts on a negative foot because he, you know, he murdered Rob and he, he made a deal with the Lannisters. But then, you through his interaction, the, the interactions with Littlefinger and his, his dealings with the you know, with the other houses in the north, he's not he's not there to fuck people over. He's just no. gone. You know what? There was an opportunity. I took it because it advances me, advances my family, and it means that no, there's a bit more security for me. So that, I'm fine with that because that no, that was what medieval England, what medieval Europe was like. Yeah, I'm, I haven't got a problem with that. Um, but yeah, it's 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 disappointing in a way because so we we get to this very this very unfortunate point in a couple of seconds time where we have the tender moment with Ramsey and then Ramsey fucking shanks him. Yeah, I mean it's it's perfectly done again though because yes, yes we we have the tender moment between father and son and as you said before that what we also get is we are reminded that he is Ramsey's stabilizer. Like yeah. he is, he is the one keeping the fucking wheels on the cart. Like yeah. when Ramsey's going fucking off the deep end, he's the one going, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. hold on, son. Yeah, don't be so fucking stupid. Let's listen, think about it. Listen to some reason. Um, then, of course, yeah, we get the news about the boy. And this, you know, for all the talk that we say about shock deaths in this show, this is how you do it. Yeah. This is, this death is impactful. It's quick. It, I didn't see it come in, even though I no. knew it was coming. I'd forgotten about it, and I forgot it happened here. And yeah, I knew more it was coming. I, I couldn't remember where it was. I thought it was later yeah. in the season. More importantly, it means something and has effect. Yes. because it has consequences. Yeah, because Ramsey now is instantly elevated. He's gone from like this amusing little sadist that shows up and fucks things up occasionally to like a real credible threat. Yeah, he is now Warden of the North. Yeah, he is now a real credible villain and he's elevated instantly. And the reason he's elevated instantly is because he's taken things by force. Yes. So he is he has shown that he is a force to be reckoned with. Excellent, excellent stuff. Uh, and then, you know, moving on as well to the to the scene then with with the baby, which is just yeah. unsettling as all hell when he first shows up. He's got that grin on his face again. Especially when he asks to... if he can hold him. Is that fucking hell? Yeah. He's chuck it. Yeah. And, you yeah, are, yeah, and then... what we've had with the, with the giant and the mountain so far. And they and they are they know that as well, you know. They're playing for this, yeah, and, and they definitely. get it as well. It's very, it's horribly tense to the point of feeling sick when he's holding that baby. To be honest, and then you get the slow burn. Then you get the dogs barking. The baby starts crying. Yeah, the, you get these dissonant. Was, where's little Bolton? Is that yeah, you get the you, dissonant you get... chords coming through in the score. Like yeah. this is 
this is a plus 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 stuff and yeah you hit the nail on the head then the, the payoff is superb where she says where's lord bolton and he just turns and reveals himself in the light and says i am lord bolton yeah. and it's you know it, in if in in weaker hands then with, with some of the earlier sort of direction that we had in this show yeah. this could have been pantomime villain mustache twirling it could have i mean but the thing they that made me absolutely nail it yeah, the thing that made me laugh with it is that we've just been um, reading uh, Harry Potter with uh, with Jess, mm-hmm. and um, so we we read the first couple, and we won't let let her read past uh, book three because they get a bit dark and there's like murders and shit. So um, we watched the first couple of films, and the, there's that really crappy effect in the second one where he's in the where Harry's in the chamber secrets with Tom Riddle, and he does the, he, he writes you no know, he writes his name in you know, with the wand, and it it trans it, it turns around and says I am Lord Voldemort. And as soon as you said, no, as soon as you said, I am Lord Bolton, I just started pissing myself because that's all I could see. Yeah, yeah. It's like he had a little face on the back of his head or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's perfectly done. Again, yeah. like this this episode is absolutely firing on all cylinders as far as I can see. You know, last week I said it was boring and it was flat and it was, it was just a, really... a very lackluster start, wasn't it? This, this is firing on all cylinders. It's, it, the, the direction is spot on here. All of the performances are great. Yeah, the pacing Everything, is very good. The pacing spot on. Everything's coming together, um, which, you know, which when people, people so commonly um, criticise or praise directors, I think, without fully understanding what their job is. And it's not just to pick what shot goes where. It's about to yeah. make sure that all of this stuff comes together into a coherent whole. Yeah. And that's what's happening here. It's one of those thankless jobs that if it's done poorly, you notice. But when yes. it's done well, you very rarely realise. Well, um, we said the same last week. We were talking about the sound um, yeah. and the, the score and that. When it's done properly, you don't yeah. even notice it's there. But when they fuck it up... It's, yeah. no, it's, it's it's unfortunately no, very apparent. Yeah, and it's, it's uh, the same with the directing. Yeah, th- this is all really good. So if I have one criticism about this whole sequence, uh, and it is a minor criticism because it would just stamp on everything, is that why don't she just fucking leave? As soon as he shuts the door and the dogs start barking, it's like, that's time to go, love. You know, like, if you're still standing... But he, he, but he shuts the gate behind her, doesn't he? Yeah, but... I mean, she could still make some sort of attempt, couldn't she? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's time to fucking go at that point. Um, but very, very minor niggle. Um, yeah. Excellent sequence. Does masses for Ramsey and does a yes. lot for Roos before he goes as well. Just yeah. reminds us, actually, you know, when he dies, he doesn't die a horrible bastard, um, which is which is good. Um, I mean, as well, there's... Um, I, I, until you said that, I'd forgotten. There's, there's the line in that exchange with um, between Roos, Ramsey and uh, Karstark where... He says, "Oh, John, no, John Stone's not a Stark. He's a bastard." And Ramsey's straight like, "Well, so was I." Yeah. And again, there's just this, no, this fucking undercurrent that you know, it's it's easy to forget sometimes that no, because because he's been legitimised, but also because he's been played in such a way that actually he's just a fucking dick. You know, you don't care if he's a bastard or not because he's an arsehole. Yeah. Um, and it's just again that little reminder that yeah, you know, clearly legitimised me means nothing to you because. A bastard is always going to be a bastard. Yeah, yeah. So that great. that was that was a nice touch as well. I thought. Yeah, everything about it is is just phenomenal, as I say. And, and the good keeps on coming. You know, we go and spend some time with with Sansa and Theon. And I mean, I think this is the best Theon's been in this scene. You know, where he, he sort yeah. of he just flat out lays it down with her and says, "Look, I I don't want to be forgiven." Yeah. Like it's it's excellent stuff for Theon, but. 
again, I just can't help throwing back to thinking then why did we even bother with Reek? Yeah. Like we don't need it. This, if this had been Theon's arc, he would have been one of my favorite characters. I have no doubt. If his arc had been he committed some horrible crimes and now he's going to redeem himself. Yeah. I'd have been fine. And that that kind of is his arc, but we have to have all of this rubbish reek shit in the middle. Yeah. Um I yeah, just which is horrible. But here, I think yeah, I think Alfie Allen's brilliant in this yeah, scene as well. To, to be fair, I think we've said this before, is that for as much as we hate the character, Alfie Allen always does a good job. Yeah, think, he really does. He, he puts on screen what's on the page, he puts no he, he puts out there what he's given. And I think he no, he does a, a good job of a really fucking bad story. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and so, I think certainly, I mean, certainly here, credit, no, credit where it's due, this is probably the best scene I've, I can remember being on this rewatch. Definitely. It, it's, it's been my favourite scene of his so far. Because um, he's an actual character. He's, he's, you know, he's like yeah. an actual person. You, like, I, I feel for him in this scene. Like, I get it. I think for the first time, I get him here. Yeah. Like, I, I connect with him in this scene. And, and, like, that could have happened three seasons ago had we not yes. had Reek. Yeah, exactly. You know, had had he struggled with this himself and had to confront this himself, and he could still be tortured. Yeah. Like Ramsey could still capture him and break him down, and he could be this this hollowed out shell of a man. But it's the whole Reek gives him a get out of jail free card. Yes. And we we it like we just shouldn't have had that, you know. So I I'm this yeah another great scene. Um, everyone's great in it, but that's the main takeaway for me is that this is really good stuff for Theon, and then actually. Um, it, it leads us in then to to the stuff at the Iron Islands, and yeah. I mean that you know, scene as well. Before we move on, I mean it's it's a, again it's a short scene, it's a throwaway scene, but again we you know, we get some some work with Sansa where she you know she's regret, regretting a lot of her choices and you know, lamenting how she ended up where she is to a point where you know Brienne sort of instigates her, you know what happened to Winterfell, and she, you know, she doesn't want to talk about it, and she says, I should have gone with you when I had a chance, and it, it gives her a chance to do a bit of soul searching, which again. It's something that you, if you look back at the first sort of two or three seasons, you'd never think Sansa was capable of. No. And again, I think it's, it's a really nice scene. Like you get to know you, you're building up this relationship between the two the two women there as well. You get a bit more of a pod where he didn't know he's not acting like a buffoon, but he's, he's just being there slightly you know, podish and a little bit inept. And again, it's just, it's just a nice all round scene, which just reminds us where we are because it's so easy, especially now where in the next um certainly this season and into the next season and beyond we. We start looking at these so no these bleak landscapes become more prominent. So you can be north of the wall, or you can be no south of the wall, but no between Winterfell and the wall, or you can be in no in the in the realm of Lycan. You can be any fucking way because it all starts to to merge together and be a bit bleak. So at the moment, seeing these characters having these interactions, it just sort of grounds us a bit. And I think I think it's no it's something that's gonna get lost in the next certainly well, probably the next four or five episodes, and then once we hit season seven, all bets are off. Yeah. Because it jumps around so much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's good stuff, and and it's good to start seeing these characters come together as well. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Um, but then yeah, we we go to the Iron Islands, and and again, um, I'm just going to labour the point here about how good the direction is in this episode because, guess what, we have a fucking theme now. <laughs> It takes a fucking director to pull themes out of this work sometimes because I don't think they're necessarily there in the script. No, um, we've already sort of heard that, that from, yeah. uh, from the showrunners that they don't believe in themes. No, but there is definitely one in this episode, and it's at this point you realise it because here's the third time of asking, rules of three, but we have Yara having a big old argument with her dad. Of course, we've had Ramsay and Roos 
just gone and we've had Tommen and Cersei and Jamie as well so there's yeah. definitely and we've had this theme before as well there is definitely a struggle for succession at work in this yes. episode and it's a theme that's being explored it's children challenging their upbringing and challenging their parents yeah. um and it's yeah it's it's there it's in the episode and it's and it's front and center like he knows what he's doing here with these scenes um yeah. i don't think it's any coincidence that this scene happens just before he meets his untimely end yeah. um you know just like with with Roos. so yeah, yeah uh, but having said that um we we have this good good stuff for yara you know yeah. and it's good to see her again as well we haven't seen her for fucking ages i've mentioned before when she's shown up but yara's a character i like quite a lot so yeah. good to see her again um then we get that scene on the bridge, which again is really well shot. Uh, it but, is, but I mean, who in their right mind goes on that fucking bridge in that weather? Exactly. Sorry, and, but no. and it's a bit out of fucking nowhere as well, bearing in mind how little we've seen these characters. And okay, I get why we need to have it, but I'm just a bit like, this is out of nowhere. We could have but done some work here to get we, to this. We could, but I mean, not only that, we've we've not we've spent very little time with Balon Greyjoy. We, is this the first time we've met Euron? It is the first time we meet you, Ron. So, yeah. who the fuck cares anyway? That's what but, I'm saying. It's, it's come out of nowhere. Estab- it's come out of nowhere, but we haven't even established the place. So, all of a sudden, they're on this fucking rope bridge 3,000 miles in the air. Because, obviously, it's like a, like a fucking walkway in a Death Star. We just don't you know, go straight down to the nuclear reactor. Why would you have that? And why would you be on it when it's blowing a fucking gale and pissing with rain? Yeah, I mean... I It's atmospheric as all that. Like, I can see why they've done it, but it just... We we haven't been we haven't spent enough time with the characters. We haven't spent enough time on the Iron Isles either. This doesn't mean us. All of a sudden, they, no, they, no, they could have been any fucking where. They, they could have been. I think the places you know there is the establishing shot, which Game of Thrones loves an establishing shot. Oh, yeah. There is there is one before we cut into the scene with Yara where it shows the layout of the towers and you can see the bridges running between yeah. them. So you, you know I understand the space. Um, but you're you're definitely right, and that w- that was my point is that we've not spent enough time with these characters, enough time with these people to understand who Euron is and their culture, enough yeah. time on the Iron Islands. Like this is just out of nowhere, and well, Euron, you know, they they do here everything they do right with Ramsay, they do wrong with Euron. Like he yes. shows up here, and they instantly try and put him over to use wrestling parlance. Yeah. Um, except you know. We don't care. <laughs> is the problem? Well, is, yeah, like, I mean, for all we know, I mean, Theon and no, and no, everything he did before he was Reek, that was all. That was the entirety of our time with with the Iron with the Ironborn. So we spent fuck all time on the Iron Isles. We spent fuck all time with any of the people who were still alive, apart from Yara, who has become yes, okay, she's become progressively more interesting as um, Theon's knuckles have come out of her. But generally, I don't give a fuck about the storyline. And it goes nowhere. Goes nowhere. And and the problem is as well is that Euron shows up and and you know he's tried to be put over to this villain straight away because he kills his brother. But problem is whenever we've spent time with Balon, it's been through the eyes more or less of Theon or Yara, one of the two. And he's exactly. So why why should that put Euron over as a as a bad guy? If anything, that puts him over as a face, like he just killed a complete dick. It's only because we've had the scene with Yara in front of this and we had the scene with Yara after it bookended as well, that we yeah. instantly realised there's going to be a power struggle between the two. Yes. But other than that, why do we give a shit about him? And this carries on now, right? Every time Euron shows up, he's just, like, he could have been a fantastic character because God yes. knows the performance is good and, there's, and he's 
there's something there. He's got this kind of weird, scuzzy rock star pirate vibe to him, which is he, he which does. is and really I mean, cool. But yeah, and even even the, the talk about you now the, the last I heard, you were you were tight, you tied to the mast, and they left you to drown and shit like that. So there's some really interesting backstory here. So, you, know, you you want to know who this character is and what know where he's come from, but we don't get any of that. We just launch, as you said, they just try to put him over straight away, and then they launch straight into no, well. We we need another villain because we're running out of villains now because Roos is dead, even though Roos wasn't a proper villain. We're running out of people to hate. Yeah, and, and that'll get worse, you know, as we go through season seven and eight yeah. and you start to get into his relationship with Cersei and yeah. they, they'll increasingly spend more and more time with him and you're just like, who the fuck is this snot-nosed punk? Yeah. Just like, seriously, he's he's got he's not a credible threat, never was, and no. to the point where it comes down, spoilers, um, three, two, one, when it comes down to his showdown with Jamie. Like, I could give a fuck. Because I'm just going like, look, Jamie, just, just fuck him up, mate. Yeah. Seriously. Clearly, you know, he ain't going to be Jamie, is he? No. Like, seriously, he's a waste of space, Jamie. Just fuck him up and move on, can you yeah. please? Like, because he at no point is he put over as a credible threat. And it's a yeah. huge problem. It is the exact opposite of what they've done with Ramsey, where we've met him and he's been this snot-nosed punk when we first meet him. And he's, yeah. he's, you know, when he's just sort of jollying around doing whatever the hell he wants, then Roos slaps him back down to, to, to size, puts him in his box. Yeah. And then he has to grow and expand it, which he's done in this episode. And just be like, right, OK, enough. The wheels yeah. are coming off now. I'm my own man. Yeah. And it's, uh, unfortunately, what all you get with Euron, it'll be a series of stunts and he'll be, he will progress to become a, a an actual pantomime villain. Yeah, he really will. And it's. It's kind of annoying because I feel like I should like him. Oh, there, Everything there about so him. Much there. There's so and much there. He's so that charismatic that yeah. like I should like, but they they just don't do the work, so he just falls flat. And he he feels like he belongs in an entirely different show. Yes, that's the problem because he is such a pantomime villain, yeah. and we don't have that. We don't have the backstory for it. He just feels like something of a different show. But this is the first time we meet him, um, and yeah, just instantly try and put him over, rub me up the wrong way straight away, and then we have. Quite possibly the worst cut in the show's history to date. Now I yeah. get it. You've probably gone to commercial break. Okay, yes. I get it. Well, no, it's HBO. Well, no, it's HBO. Play. Yes, they don't even have commercials. So I mean, I did because I was watching on Now TV, and yes. Sky had the fucking common sense because he would have gone for Sky broadcast, right? To put an ad break, so it, it goes to the show logo and comes back out to the show logo. But even then, I'm like, well, that's a fucking big passage of time. Yes, like. You know, and even for a show where time is fluid, that is like a massive chunk of time. We've gone from he's just been pushed off a bridge to here's his fucking funeral. Yeah. Like, what a weird transition that is. And not only that, it's the laziest fucking funeral I've ever seen as well. They, I, they, they put him on a milk crate, push it three yards, and expect the sea to do all the work. Yeah. Now, uh, that close to the shore, I'm expecting the fucking thing to wash back in. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's rubbish. Uh, with, this is the worst stuff in, in the episode, I think. Um, it just, but again, the, the stuff with the stuff with Yara and the um, the, the the priest or wherever he is, I, I like that. Again, it's setting up this this potential power struggle and all that. It's you know, setting up the fact that even though no Balon said that Balon's last words, so you know, when you're in, no, when when you're in charge, you can do what you like, but until then, do no, do as you're fucking told. Yeah. So no, we we've set up for this. Now all of a sudden, there's a legitimate challenge through no fault of her own, and even no fault of, fault of, of Balon's because 
there's a legitimate challenge in their customs and their rules and their laws. Yeah, and, and, and that's it, all great. I like it, that. It, it's an interesting setup. It's also an interesting parallel to what's just happened with Ramsey, as I said. Yeah. We've got we've got a theme going on, you know. When you've got Tommen, who's completely powerless, you've got Ramsey, who has taken power ruthlessly, and now you've got Yara, who is respecting the laws of power and wants yeah. what is hers. She wants to earn it, and she yeah. will go out and earn it. So. You know, you get the contrast between all these characters and it's good and it's interesting and it's rich. But the way he dies and the way this has been handled just falls completely flat because the work hasn't gone in. And actually, as I say, I, I, I've sort of credited the pacing and the direction all the way through. But that is a, just a fucking weird cut. And there's absolutely yes. no reason why we couldn't have spent either put this earlier or, or put the film run later and just spent a little bit of time somewhere else in between. And it would have, it would have seemed a lot more natural. Yes. Um, why, why not just chuck the Aria stuff in the middle between the two of them? That's a short scene. Why yeah. not have one scene, do the Aria stuff, cut back. Yeah. At, but, least then, at least then, no, it's, even if it's only passed through a couple of hours for them to find the body. It's not as fucking weird, is it? So, so is that... Um, Right, then back over to the wall we go. Um, now, again, what it just what a fucking brilliant scene between Davos and Melisandre. I have problems with it, which we'll talk about narratively. Yeah. But just the scene between the two of them is fantastic. We've spent six seasons with these two building this fucking boiling pot of rivalry yeah. between the two of them. And now here he is coming to her when she is at her absolute weakest and most vulnerable. Like yeah. nobody has seen her like this. No. Nobody. And so for her greatest enemy to see her like this is bad enough. But for then him to be the one, because it's the kind of character he is as well. And yes, he wants something from her, but for him to be the one to pick her up off the floor. Yeah. And he's genuine about it. Yes, he wants something from her, but it's Davos's character. Like, he means every word he says. You know, when he says, I'm not asking the Lord of Light. I'm asking the woman who showed me that miracles exist. Yeah. And he means every word of it. And it's yeah. exactly what she needs to hear. What a fucking wonderful scene that has been six years in the yeah. making. And, and this I mean, is, to be this fair, is I mean, when the always... show is amazing, isn't it? When when we've yeah. spent this much time with these characters. Yeah, I mean, we always talk about Liam, Liam Cunningham and how, how good he is and how his performances are always excellent. And credit to um, Carson Houghton here as well. Um, her, We've seen her be over the top when she's doing her rituals and where she's done being effusively have bothered in her praise to Stannis and all this sort of stuff. We've seen that and then we've seen, we've seen the other, where she's trying to seduce John, all this sort of stuff. We've never seen the woman and they, they no. did the thing last week with the fucking hag and all the rest of it and that was, yeah, whatever. Um, but this is, no, you actually see her, her getting to act and going, yeah, fuck no, this character is going through some shit. This, the, yeah, this is a first person. Time. Yeah, this, this, you know, this is all a... of a sudden. This, this isn't a red priestess. This isn't an emissary of the Lord of Light. This isn't a fucking you know, mother of a vaginal smoke monster. This is a woman who's completely devoid of ideas and devoid of faith and anything else. She's just like, it's all fucking rubbish. It's my entire life has been a lie. Everything I've said has been complete fucking bollocks. And we really feel it as well because we have yeah, spent. We believe, yeah, we believe we, it. We know we believe that's how she feels. Yeah, because we've spent the six six years with her, watching her just 
with with every faith in her conviction going it's fine the lord of light told me this this is what's yeah. going to happen and absolutely believe in it and on the rare occasion and there have been occasions before as well where the veil gets pulled back and we start to dig at the character a little bit yeah they're very few and far between um but even then she doesn't really show weakness no. um but but here oh it's just it's spellbinding this scene it's absolutely fucking amazing yes. everybody it like the show is on fire at this point literally like this is when it's good it's so fucking good and this is it you know it's we've we've vested six years to get to this point and every single moment pays off here everything that these characters have been through together is needed to get us here They've ended up on the same side, whether they like it or not. You know, we joked about it last week. Is He-Man teaming up with Skeletor? Yes. Um, but but here it is now. It's it's two adults, two people, two fully three-dimensional, functional, breathing characters sitting down and going, you know what? Fuck it all. Clean start. You're pretty fucking amazing. I'm pretty fucking amazing. Let's do something amazing together. Yeah. And they know that that is what's needed and that is the only way forward. Now, yeah. that's the good in it, is that they, they see the good in each other. Here. Yes. That's, that's, that's the good in it. And, and the scene works brilliantly, just like I, I said earlier on, you know, the stuff with, with Jamie, we were talking about Jamie and the Sparrow, and, and narratively it's wrong, but the scene works brilliantly. And same thing here. I love the stuff with their characters. And that does does great stuff for the characters. That proves that, that we know what we're doing with the writing. Where it goes wrong for me, first and foremost, why has it taken two episodes for Davos to just go, well, why don't we just bring it back to life then? Yeah. <laughs> like, why is that taken two episodes? It, yeah. Because there's no cunning plan. He's just literally kicking around and going, I know what we'll do. But the thing is, I mean, we had it last week whereby... They're, so, no, they're, they're around John's body in, in that room and he's like, send for the red woman. And yeah. she comes in and she's like, oh, he's dead then and fucks off. <laughs> yeah. I said, why didn't, no, why didn't he, he say, hang on, where are you going, love? Fucking get over here and sort this, sort this shit out. It, just, it doesn't make any sense that, that it's taken until now. But, well, that's or, it. Right, okay, it's annoying and it doesn't make any sense, but the scene is amazing, so I'll, I'll allow it. But then we start going, and, and they start, doing really well here to make resurrection sound difficult and special yes. and it's important because it should be okay because once you once you open this door there is no going back yeah okay? that's it and i mean if you think about it i mean we've had the mountain died and they brought him back through some frankenstein shit um the only other person is or she alludes to here is Thoris of Mir, who she Thoris met Mir, you know, yeah. she met earlier on and yeah like we, we have no idea how that happened we have no idea why that happened or who did it and up until this point, I mean, Thoris is kind of getting consequential anyway. Yes. But... So I mean, it's it's this thing that, but the the way uh, the way you're right, the way it's sold is that I've I know of a person who did this once. I don't fucking this isn't me. No, this is no. You're asking me to do brain surgery, and I'm a fucking chiropodist. Yeah. Now, having said all of that, they do good to to make that sound difficult. But the problem is, and you've just hit the nail on the head right then and there. Whether he's important or not, we've seen it happen with Thoris of Mir. Yeah. We've seen it happen with the mountain. Like it, it just doesn't feel like yes, it's Jon Snow, I know, and yes, we want it to come back to life, but we've seen it happen twice. Yes. So we know it can happen. So there's no tension. And and more to the point, and this is the bit that really annoys me. Um, okay, there's consequence with the mountain because he's not the man that he was. 
Yeah. And there is some talk later on with, with Thoris of Mir as well about each time as he's coming back, he seems to be losing a yeah, little bit. And, and, he leaves a little bit behind. And yeah, and, that, and that, that's not investigated, but that's fine. But we never really get that with John. And so this this act, doing this, killing John and then bringing back, however long they left him dead for, and whatever the process is of bringing him back, and however much they try and sell it as something difficult, just like with all of the other deaths in the show, there is no real consequence. And so that entirely devalues the concept of life and death in the show. And moreover, it just, at this point then, removes all tangible sense of threat. Because, well, if he dies again, she can just again. bring him back again, can't she? But not so, only that, I mean, it, it, it completely devalues the, the, the whole act of killing him in the first place. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The whole thing is fucked. Yeah. Like, it, it's just it's just fucked. And look, there are shows where this happens. Characters die and get brought back to life. Normally fantasy shows. Yeah, yeah and, and that's, that's part of it. It's, it's a fantasy trope. You can know you can live with that, and that's fine. But, as you said, generally there are consequences. With this, literally, they stabbed him, oh, the end of last season, but two weeks ago, in reality, because there was two episodes ago. And now they're going to bring him back. And it's like, well, okay, well, what? why did they bother killing him in the first place? Yeah, because yeah. The, the, I mean, I think I think it's next week. Well, I won't spoil it too much, but I think it's next week. This particular branch of Jon Snow's story ends. Yeah, completely. So, okay, well that's done then. Brilliant. Yeah. Now we can go off and do something else. I, and see, this this is the problem, isn't it? Is they, right? They kill him, they bring him back. But the problem is that he isn't brought back for a purpose. He's being brought back because his mates want him back because they like him because he's a good leader. Like if it was. And, and it all comes down to the Red Lady, this. If she was resolute that he has to come back yes. because she's seen it and she's told him this, she's seen him at Winterfell. Yeah, she's, seen him, in, she's seen him in the flames fighting at Winterfell. That's important. He has to come back. If he doesn't, humanity is going to fall. Yeah, I mean, to the point where even you'd say, right, okay, if anything, she should be fighting Davos to let her do it. Yes, Yes, but I, and, I, and him, I like and I like the role brothers. reversal there, though. I like the I way do. they've played it. I, but... I do, but I think you're right. I think it, it's she. No, if if the, the, that entire story and the whole Lord of Light thing, all the point of resurrected. If she doesn't believe it, then what? There's no fucking point. Yeah, and, and I don't think it's that she doesn't believe it. She's having a moment of doubt. Okay, so definitely. Yeah, uh, and Davos brings her back around. But it's more that the act then of bringing her back is is Davos kind of convinces her that she can do it and she needs to hear that. But then his his, health, his ultimate closing gambit of that has to be, and it's as simple as, it's one line, and they'll do better than this, I'm just spitting off the top of my head, it's as simple as, you have to bring him back, we're doomed without him. Yeah. Something like that. And then she, she you know, remembers that, yes, she's seen him in the flames or he reminds her that she's seen him in the flames Fuck, yeah. even give us the fucking vision if you want. Like, just give us the vision. Just cut away from her to John brandishing a sword in the flames or something like that. Whatever you want. But it needs yeah. more than just, he was a really good guy. He didn't deserve to die. So let's just bring him back, shall we? Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, I miss John. Let's bring him back. That's Because that's what it feels like. There's yeah. no, he hasn't been brought back for a reason. Just like he didn't die for a specific reason. Yeah. You know, like like we, we often draw comparisons on this show and I I generally go to the same shows as well. But the absolutely obvious example that you go to here is and, and viewers so listeners are probably already shouting at the, the fucking radio or whatever you're listening on because you know where I'm going. But the obvious comparison here, for me anyway, is, is to go to Buffy. Okay. 
And I've got that open on my other fucking screen. <laughs> because, because, right, okay, so, <laughs> so, yeah. Like, Buffy dies numerous times throughout the course of the show. Canon, twice. Um, there is, you know, if they look at alternate, yeah, look at alternate universes as well. Then you know there's a third, okay. Um, but if you take um, even even the first one, if we, if we take the death in in the first season, like when we start season two, she is not the same character. Yeah, right. She is it, there. There has been consequence, okay. And then she has to fit back in with the rest of the gang and deal with the fact that she died, okay. Yeah. But they have to bring her back because in canon, at that point in the show, if they don't bring her back. There's no Slayer. There won't be another one for another generation. So the world's fucked. Okay, we then find out, of course, that another one gets activated instantly. So yeah. that's no longer a problem. So then you get to season five and you get to the gift and she makes the choice to sacrifice herself, knowing that actually it'll be OK. I've yeah. died before. It'll be OK. I just have to do this. I have to save the world. Then when we get to season six, we have pretty much the same scenario as this. We yes. have a bunch of people that just cannot cope without her. Just can't let go. And they have to bring her back. But it they really fucking sell that and you get inside the skin of every one of those characters and more to the point when she does come back it's a fucking thing like she has a grudge against them for it and it takes half a season for them to work that out that doesn't happen here there's no no real consequence no that that was uh, that was my thing is while we were talking i I called up on the screen i couldn't remember the name of the episode the start of season six which is bargaining Mm. um and i was looking at this is exactly even to the point where they, you know, they they do the they do the resurrection thing and then it was like oh it's failed and they all they all walk and leave her yeah and not realizing actually she's fucking underground and in a box and you know they should have probably dug her up first here John's on a table but they've all just left him yeah and it's like they they've done this ritual and it's apparently failed and they've all just walked off and left him and the ghost is in the room probably thinking he's gonna have a snack and yeah it's like he by the time he comes to which is only a minute or so later you know after after everybody's left yeah yeah he, you know, at this point, he should be completely fucking broken and confused and not know what the fuck's going on because he was he was down in the courtyard getting stabbed, yeah. and now all of a sudden he's walking up on a table with a fucking hole in his chest. Yeah, that no, that should freak him out. And it doesn't. I mean, obviously we we cut away very quickly to the end of the episode, but I don't from memory, and I'm gonna have to obviously watch it next week. But from memory, that doesn't happen. This doesn't fucking bother him that much. No, and that's the biggest problem is that he doesn't come back for a reason other than everybody misses him. He doesn't have a purpose. And it's not explored. The consequence of this isn't explored. Whereas, and, and it's not just Buffy. It's just that's the best example. Yes, it's, it's the most obvious parallel because it's so close. It's so close. And it's just the best example of anything with storytelling is concerned. Even that late in the day where the show's not quite what it what it used well, to it be. Yeah. But, you know, even then, there is, by the time you get to the show's end, there is a definite argument that had Buffy not been brought back at that point, human race is fucked completely like by the time you get to the end of season seven and and we're we're looking to fight the first and stuff like that like they they need somebody to lead an army of slayers ain't nobody else gonna do that no without buffy they're fucked because if 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 you're just using newly activated slayer at that point they haven't got the experience they haven't got the know-how they haven't got the spunk to be honest because that's a big part of it as well yeah so she's absolutely needed i just i never feel like and even if we'd have got to the end of Game of Thrones and John had fulfilled what his what his story is, 
right? And, yeah. and we'll talk about it when we get there. Oh, Believe yes. me, we will for hours yeah. and we'll, hours we'll, we'll, and we'll hours. Put a, we'll put a coffee warning and start that one to put a pot on because fuck, that's yeah. been a while. Right. But if, if that had happened, then this would make sense. Yes. But what ultimately, when you look at Game of Thrones as a whole, what has he brought back for? Well, yeah, exactly. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, when we get to the the end of the show, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll cover this in obviously a lot of detail. But I mean, that the, the last four episodes of of, um, of season eight, um, we'll cover this in detail. But you're right. I mean, the, the whole thing, and we we get this thing in the coming weeks about the prince who's promised and all this sort of stuff. And it's clear that's what she's brought him back for. She's brought him back to lead the fight against the whites, which is what we've been saying from the fucking start. This is John's story. This is no. This is where where he, he started at Winterfell. Winterfell he got all the way through the whole shit about him being a fucking you know, distant Targaryen, also, I don't know, uh, heir to the throne. Doesn't really matter. That's not his. That's not his path. Yeah, and it doesn't matter that that's no. That's where it comes on. Apologies for spoiling uh, that for anybody who. Uh, who wasn't aware, um, but it's like no, this is the whole point of bringing him back. There has to be a reason, not just to go a little bit fucking stab happy at the end. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it just beggars belief that this something of this magnitude can be set up and happen. And as I said, a essentially a world breaking event. This yeah. once this happens, you can't close that door again. Like resurrection yeah. is a thing now. Anytime yeah, you, you anyone put... dies, and not just John, anytime anyone dies now. You There's can just chance. go, oh, just get the red lady to fucking do some mumbo jumbo. It didn't look that fucking hard. Well, well, that's it. And I mean, we, we, we've had it before. So we've had it with Thoris and me. We've had it with the mountain in different in a different way. But because they're, they're minor characters, you know, they're not even secondary characters, they're minor characters, who we spend a little bit of time with every now and again, it doesn't mean so much. John is our fucking lead. John is our hero. Yeah. John has been in, I think, pretty much every episode. There may be one or two he didn't, he, he doesn't appear in because they're elsewhere. But John has been pretty much ever present yeah. because he is the star. You know, he is the fucking lead. He is the star of the show. So yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense they have to bring him back, but they need to bring him back for something. He's bring him back for something, and he's been weighty. And just on, and this isn't the only time they're going to break the fucking rules of the show in this season, let alone in the yeah. show itself. Uh, and this is a fairly minor one compared to the next one we can't do. But ultimately what it needs, and I'm going to use Buffy as a comparison against you again here, not so much for resurrection, but just in in something that is a thing that you can do. OK, and you can use Angel as well for this. And yeah. um, insoling a vampire, for instance, in that show requires an orb of Thessula, which is not easy to get hold of. OK, so it's not something that willy nilly they can do. They can't just all of a sudden start handing out souls like fucking opera with fucking cars. Yeah, yeah. you can't do that. And the problem here is that there is no... Spe- like, let's say, off the top of my head again, yes, we can resurrect him, but we need dragon's blood. Yeah. Right, now there's a thing then. You can't resurrect everybody because there's only two fucking dragons. And you try getting near them and getting the blood because they're all the way over in fucking wherever yeah. Daenerys yeah, is this week. They're over in Marine and they're barbecue happy. Yeah, right? So, it, And that's not what it's going to be because that would be logistically impossible at this yeah. point but you need something like that you need to be it needs to be the conversation between davos and melisandre first of all she doesn't think she can do it but he can talk her around to that then there can be the discussion about why they need to do it yeah. and then there needs to be how do we yeah. do it because yes she can do it but this isn't just conjuring a smoke monster even, yeah even if it's no it's some fucking plant that only grows north of the wall and because then you've yeah. got the, the wild things are there the wild and, and that's perfect isn't it what you do then is it's 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 next week you have davos and um and the wildlings go off looking for whatever yeah. this 
this plant is yeah and, and that's what has to happen they have to go and find it and it's incredibly rare and maybe it only grows in winter yeah right which maybe, is good because winter's coming exactly right so there's all of these things that make it incredibly dif- difficult to bring somebody back from the dead because at this point now save for the fact that he's probably a pile of bones by now what's to stop you bringing back any of the Baratheons or Ned or Stannis, because no, Stannis, Stannis. Was, no, Stannis well, any, was the one she the, was following. You know, any of the Baratheons. What? What's? What's to stop that happening? Yeah. And what? Yeah. Good point. I hadn't even gone there. Why didn't she bring Stannis back? Yeah. And I, I mean, a lot of that, as I say, it's the fact she didn't believe she could do it, and she needs to be talked into it. But surely, you no. Know, again, no Davos wasn't there; he'd been sent away. But surely, you no know, Davos. Well, hang on, bring him back. I've seen what you can do. I know you can yeah. do miracles. Fucking bring him back. Exactly. Bring back the bring back the one true king. Yeah, that's your you know, that's your shtick. That's who he is. That's what you've seen in the fire. That's what you've been fighting. We've all been fighting for. We've all sacrificed for. I've lost my fucking fingers. You killed his daughter. Get him yeah. back. Yeah, I and so I, I, it's never addressed as far as I know because this was something that annoyed me. Okay, and worse than that is the fact that it. They've they've shown several times in this episode where I've tried to call bullshit on something like with the sparrows that they they're acutely aware of this. Whoever's yes. writing and certainly whoever's directing this episode is acutely aware of just narrative holes. Yeah. So and, and they've called me out on them, but you know within seconds. So how the fuck does this happen and nobody go right? Hang on a minute. How do we future proof this? Because this is a fucking huge thing. Like how. I, I don't understand how this slips through the net without somebody somewhere just writing in. And it's as simple as a line, isn't it? Just writing in why it can't be done every yeah. single day. Yeah. You know, I, 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 again, simple. I'm going to keep coming back to dragons because it's the most obvious one. But at this point, she could reveal that he has. Maybe there's a way. Maybe if the rumors are true, maybe if he's got Targaryen blood. And then it's a thing of like, right, well, not everybody can be brought back. But if you just so happen to be a Targaryen and there just so happens to be some dragons around, hmm. you know, because yeah. uh, then you can you can write around that when you get to the end as well. So yeah. there's, there's all sorts of things. We're just spitballing. It was all sorts of things. But it, I feel like, again, like every other death in the show, the resurrection is exactly the same thing. It needs to be weighty. And in order for that to happen, it just needed more work to go into it. It's as yeah. simple as that. It just needed more work. And I feel bad criticising it because everything that's here, again, works. It's good. It's just missing these pieces that unfortunately ruin the rest of the show completely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, and just one minor thing, and, and I am nitpicking here, but one other thing, we've mentioned it already. There's a pregnant pause between, you know, everybody leaves yeah. and then we get a moment of, of John laying on the table um before the resurrection it just seems a fraction too long yes it to does me. yeah it's a because we all know what's coming well, of because, course we do because the camera why would they bother doing it yeah, yeah why would they bother doing it otherwise so it's it's fine we know what's coming but it's just too again when you when you go back to buffy like you're not seeing her lying there on the table so it's you can get away with that that slight pause and yes. everybody leaving but like we're looking at that body we're just waiting for him to move yeah exactly. so it's it just feels a touch too long but that is nitpicking yeah um, i mean I, I quite i mean i quite like it as well so you've got the scene where uh, where you know, she's she's doing the ritual and she she's bathing him we've seen how you do that with with the corpses as well um and you've got everyone standing around it's it's based on a painting um by rembrandt called the anatomy lesson of dr nicholas Tull, and it's basically a load of doctors standing around um a cadaver being um, being shown 
various innards. I think that it's um, it's an arm that's been cut open. They're looking at the muscles and the sort of structure and stuff. And it's it's uh, like it, the the framing is it's, it's it's entirely based on that. It's a, it's a, again it's a really nice nod to that. And it's subtle enough that you just go, oh, okay, that's not, that's quite an interesting shot. And then looking at them, I've got the paint, the, the copy of the painting on screen, and yeah, it just it just looks absolutely the same. The, the, the angles are the same. The, it's lit pretty similarly as well. The only difference is there's not a, woman, a red woman with big tits in it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it and it does, as you say, it looks it looks great, and so that's yeah. clearly and why there's, there's work has gone into this. Um, and, and we said earlier, this this episode is probably one of the better ones we've had for a long time. Oh, without um, any shadow of a doubt, one of the best in the show, I think. Because everything, so with the exception of the, the start being slightly stunted and possibly the scene being in the wrong place, which we've had many times, you're right. You know, this episode fires absolutely all cylinders, and it, most of what it does, it gets right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and what it, what it does, like that, I think it just, you know, they just show that, as you said, they know what they're doing. Yeah. And certainly, no, I mean, um, Jeremy Pedesma directed this one. He, he, I think he did a, a half a dozen he's or so done, episodes. He's done quite a few, yeah. Um, I think across the run, well, I'll tell you, but he, he certainly did quite a few. Um, but, you know, he did, he, he's clearly set that up intentionally. The fact that he's, he's gone out and looked into this one, that's the one I want. I think there was a painting somewhere, that's what I wanted, that's why I wanted to look. So we haven't had that level of detail or that level of effort gone into many episodes of the entire run. I and mean, we're, what, 52 episodes in now? Yeah, and, and I've got a feeling we've actually we've actually picked holes with with the director before um, yeah. for it not being too clever. Um, but certainly here, at least, it, it's just this is phenomenal work. I think across the, the the gaps are with the show as a whole, yes. which we we always have that. I don't think we've had an episode that's had a perfect run unless it's just been one that's entirely action based because there are always narrative gaps with the show and that's where they lie here because every scene in and of itself is pretty much flawless um yeah oh dull opening but the scene itself as we said is good it's just in the wrong place yeah um you know the stuff with the sparrows that's a bigger problem I'm bored with ah oh, yeah that's a bigger problem and John's resurrection that's a bigger problem. Yeah. Other than that, the episode it's just fucking phenomenal. You know, mm. there's there's a theme. Pretty much everything is working well. The performances are fantastic. Like I, the show's called Game of Moans, but this is this is the first time really in a long time that I find myself without anything really to moan about. Other yeah. than those wider narrative issues, like the episode itself is. It's top draw stuff. This, yeah, yeah, it is, and I think that's, yeah, we we do we rip on this a lot because sometimes there's a lot to rip on, um, but genuinely credit where credit's due. This is a good episode, and I haven't. So, no, there were things that were telegraphed quite well, like John coming back, but I haven't come out with this episode. Going, oh, for fuck's sake! No, me why have you done that? Yeah, um, and at this point, I say no, we. With the benefit of hindsight, we know what's going to know where John's story is going to go. The first time I saw this, yes, okay, I knew it was going to happen because the, a you don't kill your lead, and b why would you kept him around when everybody knows you burn dead bodies straight away mm -hmm. uh, in the north? So clearly, you can work out what's going on. But at that point, I'm thinking, right, he's he's got to come back because he's got to go and do all this shit. He's got to finish his arc. And unlike Ned and Rob, it's just like you know, where they just went, yep, yeah, fuck it, that's done now. You know, there, there's something this character has to do, and only this character can do it. Yes, apparently. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those. I wasn't. I didn't come up with. Oh well, right. He's not dead anymore then, because I knew he wasn't going to be anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was, there was no doubt about the fact he was going to be resurrected. I say the, the issue is just 
around the and I'm going to use quotation marks. The issue is around the science of it. Of course, it's not science; it's magic, and it's made up. I know that, but that is the best. You know, narratively, it is narrative science. It is A plus B equals C. Okay, yes, exactly. and that's the bit that hasn't clicked into place here. You can't just hand wave something like a resurrection and go, ah, well, it's difficult, but I guess maybe if I dig down deep, like it, that's not enough. Because if you can do it just by having magic and digging down deep, then let's resurrect everyone. Like, well, death, yeah, that's it. Bring death everybody back. Ceases to have any meaning in this show now. And and also the uh, the the Night King doesn't have any army because everybody's been resurrected. Uh, yeah so Problem actually yeah yeah well done well done uh, yeah um just to, on the uh, on the director Jer- uh, jeremy Pedeswa, um an absolute litany of classics um on his on his uh, tv resume six feet under um i did De- some of dexter did the pacific boardwalk empire um six episodes of uh of game of thrones did an episode of walking dead um, did so he, he do? I, I think actually, then he did the first episode with the Stone Men, didn't he? Because I remember us having yes, that discussion then and saying so, yeah. actually, actually, the majority of the episode we didn't like. But when we got to the Stone Men sequence, we were like, "Hang on, this is a director that can do stuff." I think I just, think you're right there. He yeah. just hasn't got the material. And I remember us talking then about things like the Pacific. So I've got a feeling that's that's what it was. Quite um, possibly, I can't remember. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think so. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think I've really got anything else on this on this episode. I've not really got much to moan about, which is no. I, I've got very little to moan about. Um, I mean, we're only two episodes in, but it's definitely the best episode of the season. Um, <laughs> one of the best of the show, without a shadow of a doubt, for me. Yeah, one I mean, of the best it, of the show. It's it's certainly amongst my favourites of what of our rewatch so far. Um, I I don't remember. So, um, I, I can't say I remember every every minute of every episode of the next no, of the next two and a half seasons. Um, but yeah, certainly um, one of the certainly one of the better ones we've had so far, and I'll, I'll go out on a limb now and say it's probably going to be one of the better ones between now and the end as well. Oh, I think it definitely is. Um, I, I I don't see certainly I can't remember any no uh, nothing standing out that, that impressed me quite as much as I was. For, you know, there are some that impressed me to come, but for different reasons. Yeah. Um. I, I just yeah everything about this uh, was was excellent. I think so. Two thumbs up from me for this one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, as always, if uh, you have opinions, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do uh, on Twitter at ddpodcastnet. You can go to our website, ddpodcast.net, where you can also pick up previous episodes of this show and our other shows as well. Uh, on Facebook and YouTube with the Double Dunk Podcast Network, so check us out. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts from, be it iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Amazon Music, etc. Uh, like, share, subscribe, leave some message, we'll give out to you as best we can. But until next time, game over.